Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us here at Believer's Victory Church. Today we have an inspiring, powerful message that will change your life. Let's listen in as Pastor Peggy Heal teaches us from the Word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It seems like forever since we saw each other, doesn't it? It's so weird not to come to church on Wednesday nights for those of us who are Wednesday nighters. But uh, we're here today. It's the first Sunday of 2020. And uh, praise the Lord, we're here. God's got great things for us, and this is going to be a great year. You know, uh, yesterday I was listening to the sermon from last year, first Sunday of last year, and it was so powerful. I was like, wow, it's a great, the praise and worship was so good, and it was just so great. And, and we really, the Lord gave us a word for last year, and it was breakthrough. And we really saw a lot of breakthrough. We saw marriages that were crumbling come back together. We saw healing take place. We saw families reconciled. We saw financial breakthroughs. We saw so many amazing things. Amen? And so when we're thinking about, you know, what's, you know, praying and like, Lord, what do you have for this for us this year? And I believe it's walkthrough. We had the breakthrough. Now let's keep walking in what God is doing. Amen? Let's keep going in what God is doing. And so tomorrow we're kicking off 21 days of prayer and fasting. We do it, we've done it every year for the last several years. We couldn't agree on how many years we've done it, but it's been a few. It's been a few. And every year during this time, we just have such a impartation and just, um, you know, God really speaks to you because when you make room for God to move, guess what? He moves. Amen? When you give God space, he'll fill it. But what happens in our, in our lives is we get so full of other things, right? We're so full of other things. We're full of busyness. We're full of just life. And before you know it, the things of God have gotten squeezed out of your life. We don't do it intentionally. We're not bad people. Look at your neighbor and say you're not a bad person. Now, whoever you didn't look at, they're not a bad person either. <laughs> They're not a bad person either. <laughs> and, and so, but what happens is, that, you know, we just, stuff gets squeezed out and, and other stuff fills it up because here's the thing about time and here's the thing about space is that, you know, not to get all deep in here, but it gets full. If you have it, it gets full. And so the 21 days of prayer, what it does is it makes us be intentional on what is filling up our life. It causes us to be intentional on what our priorities are. <clears throat> and what better time than at the beginning of the year to set our priorities on what is a priority in our life, amen? Because if we were to ask everybody, hey, what's most important in your life? What's important to you? We would name, you know, oh, of course, God is important to me. My marriage is important to me. My family is important to me. You know, the call of God is important to me. But then if we do what I call a time audit, a time audit, if we do a time audit, we will see that those things that we said from our hearts are important to us do not get the time that they deserve. Isn't that true? 
It doesn't change that, yes, those things are important to me and they are the priorities of my life, but what's happened is when we're not intentional about where our time goes, about where our energy goes, about where our money goes, it will go to all all kind of places. And the next thing you know, things that are important to us are being neglected, are being neglected. And so the 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we do it at the beginning of the year, and then we do prayer again in August, is that it's just a time to say, you know what, I'm going to reset. How many need a reset? Right? But it's a reset. And here's the great thing about God is that he'll give you a reset. And he's even better. He'll give you the power you need to reset. Amen? He'll give you the reset. He'll give you the power you need to reset. He'll give you the wisdom you need to reset because he's just that good. So no matter what has happened, no matter what we've been doing for the last, uh, you know, however many years, today we can say, I got a reset. I am all about a fresh start. I am all about that. If you, you know, every, every preacher has something they really love to preach on, right? As, you know, everybody does that. From the very first message I ever preached, you know what was on? Fresh start. I'm all about getting fresh starts. I'm all about giving fresh starts. Much to some people's aggravation to me when they're like, Peggy, come on, how many chances are you going to give? And I'm like, one more, one more, because this could be the time that it sticks. I'm all about it. And so the great thing about a new year is it's kind of like God is saying, you know what? Okay, 2019 happened, and you know, like we talked about last week, it could be great, it could be awesome, it could have highs, it has lows, but today we're starting a new year, amen? We're starting a new year, a new decade, and you know, every all the pastor friends are joking about how we're going to use 2020. I'm going to tell you something, I'm not preaching on 2020. I've heard it all, 2020, perfect vision, things to be clear in 2020, you know, every, 2020, Listen, the things of God, God doesn't care that it's 2020. You know why? Because the things of God don't change. Amen? Amen? Any day can be a day of a fresh start. Any day can be a day. But let's pick today. And let's use these 21 days of prayer and fasting to reset our lives, to reprioritize, to make what's important to us show. Amen? Amen? to put our priorities and our time in the same place. Because sometimes our priorities, what we say is our priority is over here, but where we're spending our time is way over here. Anybody ever been there? You know, one thing that that I do, and and I make employees do this, and they love it, they love it, (laughs) is that every once in a while, I make them do, and I do it myself too. I don't do stuff that I don't do. I don't tell people to do stuff I don't do. Is that I'll write down every single thing I do in 15-minute increments. It's called a time audit. And you'd be surprised how, how productive you become when you got to write it down. Because suddenly you realize, like, I really spent an hour and a half watching YouTube videos of cats? What in the world? <laughs> I really did that. I really did watch an entire season of Lost in Space in one day. Yes, I, but I was 
wasn't time auditing that day. You know, but the thing is, is that when we really pay attention to our time, we realize that that that's true, time flies. And so we've got to really reset and say, you know what, I'm going to make what's important to me important to me. I'm not just going to say it's important to me, I'm going to show it's important to me. And my relationship with God is important to me. How about you? And so these 21 days, it's just a time of reset. It's a time to put our priorities where they belong. And so we're going to start here. Let's look over in Matthew chapter 6, verse number 16. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 16. I'm going to look up here because I didn't write this one down. It says, when you fast. It doesn't say if. And look, this is, it, where is Matthew? Is it in the new or old? It's in the new. So who's it for? You. <laughs> See, it rhymed. Did you get that? That's in the news, so it's for you. And so, I'm a rapper today. It says, when you fast, not if, not I'll think about it. It says, when you fast. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. So listen, fasting isn't about, it's not a competition. Some people, you, you're making it a competition. Like, oh, I'm fasting more than you. No, that's not how we do it, all right? And oh, you know, oh, look at what I'm doing. I'm fasting so much. He says, no, when you fast, he said, is it about, you know, don't put on a big show about it. Just do it. Don't put on a big show. Just do it. But the word I want us to look here is I want us to see the very first word, when you fast. So again, it's not an if. Some people think it's an Old Testament. It's an it's a old-fashioned, Old Testament religious thing that only weird people do. That's not the case. It's a now thing. And so he says, when you fast, when you fast. And here's what fasting is. If you're here today and you're like, I don't even know what this is. Does it mean we go really fast? Do we go quickly? No. <laughs> no, that's not. Because, you know, sometimes we say words and people have no idea what we're talking about. Fasting is simply, and I, I put this up here, put the next screen up, it's fasting. I wrote this down for us all to see it. <laughs> fasting isn't about what you're sacrificing or giving up. It's about making room for God. That's what fasting is. It's saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to disconnect. See, fasting disconnects me from the things of the world. That's what fasting does. Prayer connects me to the things of God. And when I do the two together, oh, it's a powerhouse. So fasting is just making room for God. It's not about, see, don't get all, all crazy about it, you know? Don't get all like, oh, you know, all the things I can't do. No, I choose to do it. I choose to lay this aside. I choose to lay aside something that I've allowed to fill me. I've allowed to fill me. Here's some things that fill us. Social media fills us, fills our time. Social media, cat videos, dog videos, I prefer those. You know, oh, I better not stand over here by Nora when I say that. You know, <laughs> see, see, the thing is, is that, you know, stuff, just television fills us. Just, you know, even the news can fill you too much. Things that we've just let fill us too much right? And so whatever fills me, I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to disconnect from that. I'm going to disconnect from that because I want to connect more with God. 
And so I'm going to make room for God to move. And so as I disconnect from this, I'm making room for God to fill me up in that area. And so again, it's not about, it's not a competition. You know, I don't want to hear people walking around going, oh, I'm giving up this and this and this. Listen, do your thing, right? Do your thing. But do it for the Lord. Amen? Do it for the Lord. It's not a competition. If, if You know, sometimes somebody's saying, oh, I'm giving up and only one thing, and we're like, that's it? Jeez, you know? But it, that thing is maybe bigger than you realize, or that's where they're starting, and praise God for a start. Amen? Praise God for something. I want to encourage you, don't give up coffee. You know, don't give up coffee because... It just, it makes it more than it needs to be. You know what I mean? It's just, that's just my personal encouragement to you. Um, <laughs> don't give up coffee. You know, <laughs> another story. Anywho, so we're talking about this, talking about fasting. And so fasting, again, fasting disconnects me. Whether we're fasting a food item, anything that fills me. Anything that fills me. Because here's the thing. Those things that fill us, they do not satisfy us. They don't satisfy us. But the things of God, when we let the things of God fill us, they also satisfy us. And so as I make room for the Lord and I disconnect from something, you know, there's, there's food. I, I believe that every fast should have some type of food item. That's because the Bible teaches that. But sometimes people fast, uh, they do the Daniel fast. And we have all the information about fasting on our website. You just got to click on there, 21 days fast right there. Some people do uh, the full-on Daniel fast where they don't eat. They basically become vegans for 21 days, like high, hyper-vegans. No animal products, no sugar, no, nothing but water. Help us Jesus, Right? You can do it. I, I've done it a few times, and if you're doing it, praise the Lord. If you are going to do that, or you want to learn about it, you want to do that, Pastor Devon is doing the full-on Daniel fast, and he's inviting people to a group to do it with him. So if you are interested, you can sign up. You can talk to him after service. But whatever you're fasting, I just encourage you that when we don't, sometimes people fast one thing, but they fill up on another. You know, like, Oh, I'm, I'm not going to watch TV, but I'm going to watch the computer. That's not how that works. See, whatever I'm giving up, I'm setting aside for the Lord, I, gotta, I can't fill it up with more filler. I want to fill it up with God. Amen? I want to fill it up with God. And so when we're talking about fasting, again, fasting, fasting put very simply, it's not about what you're sacrificing or giving up. It's about making room for God. And you say, how does giving up, you know, candy or sweets, how does that make room for God? Here's how it does. Because fasting, it's kind of like, how many have noticed that on all the commercials, on all the ads like Target and everybody, every, what's on sale right now? Exercise equipment. Diet stuff, you know? It's like Marie Osmond is talking to all of us, right? You know, and so all the commercials are all about dieting and exercising and everything. Why? Because everybody's like, oh, fresh start, fresh start. But here's the thing. Working out spiritually is more important 
than any kind of exercise. The Bible says bodily exercise is good for you. Let's not be silly. It is good for us. But if we don't exercise our spirit, man, what good does it do if you're in shape but on your way to hell? Right? I mean, okay, you got a six-pack. We all do, right? Ours are just covered. They're just covered with, with gentle layers of Reese cup. That's all. It's there. But here's the thing. What, what good does that do? I mean, it's great. We should all be in shape. Don't be walking out here saying, oh, no, we all should be in good physical condition, of course. But what good is it if, you're, if your family's a mess? What good is it if you're a mess? What good is it if you're on your way to hell? What good is it, right? It's no good. And so when, we're at, when we watch TV right now, everything is uh, exercise, exercise. But here's the thing. Fat, prayer and fasting is like a spiritual gym. Because fasting is one of the best pieces of equipment there is for spiritual growth. Because when I say no to something, when I say no to something I want, you know what's happening? I'm telling my, the flesh part of me, that filler part of me, that part that wants to fill up on Lost in Space and cat videos and social media and, and all that kind of stuff. Reese Cubs, oh, we all have that part, right? When I say no to that part and I say no, we're going we're gonna to put that aside and we're going to spend some time with the Lord. Yes. Guess what happens? My flesh goes down. That part of me, we all have that part. It gets a little weaker. But here's the best part. That spiritual muscle gets a little stronger. If you say, man, I don't feel strong spiritually, you know why? You're not working out. you got to work out. Spiritual strength comes from working out spiritually. And, you know, just like if, if people that go into the gym and haven't been in the gym for a long time, if they walk in the gym on January 2nd and they walk over to the big, big, giant, heavy weight, they're going to hurt themselves because they're not ready for that. And you know what? Wherever you are, that's where you should start. Amen? But the best thing is start there. So if you say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to be off Facebook. There's going to be days where you're going to be want to go back to Facebook. But when you say no to that, you're strengthening your spiritual muscle. Because you're saying, you know what? Nope. I'm sacrificing that. It's okay to have these things in our life. It's not okay for them to be the boss of our life. And here's how you know if something is the boss of you. You keep going back to it when you keep saying no. Because here's the, the definition of addiction, not being able to say no to something. And there's all kinds of addictions, all kinds of addictions. But when you can't say no to something, then you have an issue. And we all have them in different areas, right? But here's what fasting does. It strengthens us. It strengthens our power of no. And it strengthens us spiritually. Amen? No, I always say this. No is a very anointed word. It's a very anointed word. If you can't say no to things, there's, there's, if you can't say no to certain things that other, everybody else is watching, if you can't say no to language that everyone else is saying, if you can't say no to lifestyles that everybody else is saying is okay, you will have a problem. 
I read a statement by Rick Renner. He said, the saddest thing about the church today is it is filled with Christians who are too comfortable with sin. And we're sitting and we're acting like it's okay. You know why? We can't say no. And one thing fasting does, it strengthens your ability to say no. No. And so, you know, I said this when I was listening to the service last week. I, I, I saw this, I heard this statement that the Lord spoke out. Just through, It was just the Holy Ghost. Aren't you glad the Holy Ghost makes me smarter than I am? Amen? And I said this, not last week, last year. I said this last year, and I thought, man, that is so good. I'm going to write that down. And I said, I said this, when you hold in what God wants you to do, you hold up what God wants to do. You get that? When you hold in what God wants to do, you're also holding up what God wants to do. And see, God wants to do big things in your life. God wants to heal. God wants to set free. God wants to empower. God wants to give boldness and confidence. God wants to do all those things. But when you hold in, that means you don't do it. You hear it, but you don't do it. You're holding it in. We've got to let out what God wants to do. And God wants us to seek him. And so for the next 21 days, our focus, and, and, and we'll pray it through, but our focus for the year is encountering God. Let's encounter God. Amen? Let's hear from him. Let's hear from God. Let's recognize his presence. Let's hunger and thirst for him and not get filled up on counterfeit stuff that is just junk. God wants to move. Amen? Let's not hold him in. Because when we hold a man, we hold him up. God wants to get you through. You had the break. Some things broke. Some things broke off. You had a breakthrough. And now you got to keep walking. Amen? Amen. Turn over to Luke chapter 4, verse number 14. I'm going to look at the power of fasting. You know, the Bible, the, the most popular fast that everybody knows is Jesus fasted for, for 40 days, Right? But the Bible says that when Jesus returned, here's the power of fasting. We know that when he fasted and he encountered the enemy and he was at his weakest point, but every time the enemy would say something to him, he would say, oh, I'll give you this. Jesus came back with the word. Amen. But here's how he came back from his fast. And I want us to get a vision for at the end of our 20, 21 days, this is us. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. How many want to enter this year in the power of the Spirit? Amen. You know how you, how you get in the power of the Spirit? You let the Spirit of God fill you up. But there's only so much room in you. Right? There's only so much room in us. And so we've got to set aside other things to get filled more with the Spirit of God. It says, and Jesus returned to the Galilee in the power of the Spirit. That's what happened after he fasted. And you know what? Everything that Jesus did all through, the, all through the Bible, he either did it for me or he did it to show me how to do it. He did it for me, he did it to show me how to do it. He did fasting to show me how, to show me that it's important. What did the Bible say in Matthew? When you pray, when you fast, when you fast. And so this is our time, amen? And so turn over to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. How many excited about this year? 
I'm excited about this year. I always, I get super excited about 21 days of prayer and fasting. I just get super excited about it. I love, I'm not an early bird, although I've kind of become one a little bit through, through this. But man, I, when it comes to being here at seven in the morning, I love to see who's here. I love to pray with people. I love to get excited about what God is doing in our lives. I love it. I love it. You know why? Because I know what happens when we do it. I know what happens. I've seen the breakthrough in people's lives. I've seen the change in their life. I've seen it. I'll tell you, I don't think they would mind me saying this, but just in case they would, I won't say their name. One, a couple years ago, a guy starts showing up every morning at 21 Days of Prayer. Every morning showing up, just kind of sitting over here. You know, he sits stand there, and he didn't really say much. He'd come in, go out. But, but at the, then the next year, he did the same thing. And I tell you what, he told me, he said, I never experienced anything like that. He goes, I'd never been to prayer like that. I'd never prayed like that. I've never fasted. But I decided I wanted something different in my life. And the only way to get something different in your life is to what? Do something different. And I tell you what, I I don't want to say who they are, but their life is completely different. And it started with that prayer. I remember Mike Prediger. Years ago, when he was just getting, just he was in, in, the, in the sober living house, he was just coming out of crazy town, and, and, and he started coming to prayer, and he came every morning he came. He had no job. What would you say? Perfect attendance. Yeah, he, was, he had perfect attendance. He had no job. No, just, just, you know, it was just not a good time for him. By the time prayer 21 days ended, he had started his own business. His life had completely turned around. And now he's married and at Bible college. And he will tell you the turning point in his life was prayer. Coming to that 21 days. So you want something different, you got to do something different. Amen? And so here we go in Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 9, sorry. Luke chapter 9. What I'm doing here today is how many of us have ever been, I know you have because you live in South Florida, you're at a red light, you're at a red light, and the light turns green. And the person in front of you doesn't go. They don't go. And so you might be that person. Or you're, you're up there, you're checking Facebook, you're seeing, checking your text messages, you're, you know, what's, it's, you've chosen this time to check the news, whatever. But you're there, the light is green, you're not going, and so the people behind you, we have a choice to make. We can either sit there calmly and wait, or... We can give a little beep, beep. That's what you're supposed to do, just FYI. A little friendly, I'm your friend. I care about you. It's time to go. I know you have pressing matters on your phone, but it's time to go. Beep, beep, right? (laughs) That's what we're supposed to do because we're Christians, even when we drive. But when we're there, it's kind of like, right? You know, what's going on? So here, what we're going to do today is spiritually, it's time. The light is green. God is
is not waiting on, you're not waiting on God. You're not sitting there, oh, God, move, move. God has already moved. He has turned the light green. And we're sitting at the light going, or we're so involved in other things. We're so involved in other things, and the light is green. So as your pastor this morning, I'm going to give you two very, very spiritual words. You ready? Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. Right? And so all this year, when we feel ourselves stalling and getting focused on other things, when people say, hey, what's the word of the year at your church? I want to tell them the word of the year at our church is beep, beep. Because <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to go. You got to call a God on your life. I'm speaking to myself. It's time to go. It's time to go. And over here in Luke chapter 9, verse 57, I'm going to read it to you out of the message, which again, I say this all the time, it's a paraphrase. It's a good one, but it's still a paraphrase. And he said, this is on the, on the road, someone asked if he could go along. They're talking to Jesus. He says, I'll go with you wherever. He said, Jesus was curt. Everybody thinks Jesus was so nice. But you know, if you really read the Bible, you find out that Jesus wasn't exactly real nice all the time. He didn't go beep beep. He gave a full on bonk. He, Jesus was curt. He said, are you ready to rough it? We're not staying in the best ends, you know. Jesus said to another, follow me. He said, certainly, but first excuse me for a couple of days. Please, I have to make arrangements for my father's funeral. Jesus refused. First things first. He says, your business is life, not death. And life is urgent. Announce God's kingdom. Then another said, I'm ready to follow you, master. But first excuse me while I get things straightened out at home. Jesus said, no procrastination. No backward looks. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. Isn't that good? What's Jesus saying? Beep, beep. Jesus is behind us and he's like, seize the day. Seize the day. Now's the time. And you think about this, and these seem like great reasons. The guy's like, oh, i got to take care of my dad's funeral. And, and we would think like Jesus would be like, oh, your dad died? I'm so sorry. Can I help you with anything? Jesus is like, your business is life, not death. And you know what? When I read that, I started thinking, man, what am, what am I doing? You know, some things are just death. Let me tell you something. You know, I'm kind of hard on people when it comes to what, what they watch on TV. I don't make apologies for that. There is a whole lot of death on TV that we don't need to be watching. We don't need to be watching a bunch of this stuff. It's bringing death into your life. It's just when we surround ourselves with, with darkness and death and all of that, and then we wonder why we don't have the light of the Lord. My business, our business is life. we got to seize the day. And then these next 21 days, Jesus is saying, because, you know, this is all of us. When we're in church, we're like, I'll go with you wherever. 
Wherever you send me, Lord, send me, I'll go, I'll go. And Jesus is like, why don't you go next door? And you're like, wait, I got laundry in. I got to work. We're like, use me, Lord, use me. And he's like, hey, why don't you volunteer to be a greeter? Oh, I got things, I got things. I got things. So we got to make what God says is important, important. Amen? Let's seize the day. Let me ask you this question. I ask this at the beginning of every year for the last few years. What would your life look like if you put in 52 weeks at church, 52 Sundays? Your life would look different. What would your life look like if you spent time in the Word of God nearly every day? It would look different. We got to seize the day. Amen? Let's seize the day. God's got things. You know, yeah, it is 2020. It is. And crazy stuff is going on in the world. I mean, we need to pray for our nation, pray for our president, pray for this whole Iran situation. I mean, we need to pray. I mean, things that the Bible has said are, would come to pass, hello, we're seeing them. Time is short. And whether Jesus comes back in a year or 10 years, your time is short. My time is short. We have one life. One life. Let's seize the day. Amen? Jesus said it. He said, I love when he said, your business is life, not death. And life is urgent. I have a sign in my office, and it says this. Life is now in session. <coughs> Life is now in session. This is it. This is it. And so I want to encourage you. If you're still sitting at the light, beep, beep. Amen? We need a little beep, beep. Because you know what happens when you're sitting at the light, and your mind's all over the place, you're not paying attention, and somebody does do a beep, beep, you focus. And you know what else you do? If you're normal. You go. You go. If you're normal, you go. And that's what Jesus is doing. Because we all want to go, right? We all want to go. The guy said, he goes, I'll go with you wherever. I want to follow the Lord. We all want to follow God. But it's time to go. It's time to go. What's God got for you? You say, I don't know. I don't know what God has for me. That's what these 21 days are for. These 21 days, if you let God, he will fill you with a plan for your life. He will expose to you and let you discover the call of God on your life. That's what God will do when you let him. Amen? And in these 21 days, we want to help you. We got all kind of resources on the website about all about fasting. If you're like, man, this fasting thing is kind of weird. I don't really understand it. There's all kind of resources on our, on our website. Just go there. It says 21 days of prayer right there. And you can read about fasting. There's a few devotionals you can do. You can do the devotional word doing. You can do it with us together. Come here. Come to prayer. You say, well, I can't pray. I can't be there. I got to work. You know, I totally understand that. So today we're handing out our, our prayer focus. We've done it a little different this year. What we did is we broke down each week. The first week we're going to pray over our families. Because the Bible says, what good does it do to gain the whole world when you lose your family? I tell you that there's an attack on families. 
There is an attack on fathers. There is an attack on marriages. That's nothing new. But you know what? The best, the best thing we can do is to pray. Because when you pray over your family, you're going to get wisdom for your family. You're going to get direction. Amen? So we're going to pray over our family the first week. The second week, we're going to pray over our church. And the third week, we're going to pray over our nation. And of course, we'll pray over other things as the day, you know, during the day. But so we're handing these out. So no matter where you are, with where you are, if you're at work, you're on your way to work, you got kids, you can't get them to, got to get them to school. You can grab one of these. Vilia, keep it up on Facebook so we all know what's happening, so we can all be connected. Amen. For our 21 days. And so I encourage you combine the prayer and the fasting. That's where the power is. That's where the power is. If we remember, and usually I use this scripture when I, when I teach on prayer and fasting, remember when, when the disciples went and they prayed over the guy, but nothing happened, right? Nothing happened. And so they went, Jesus comes around, and Jesus takes care of business like he always does. The demon left. Everything was good. And so after that, the disciples pulled Jesus aside, and they say to him quietly, because they were a little embarrassed, they were like, why didn't it go for us? And Jesus said, some things call for prayer and fasting. There are some things, I call them, it's a tough nut to crack. Anybody ever hear that expression? It's a tough nut to crack. There are some things in life, man, it's a tough nut to crack. You need prayer and fasting. It's not, prayer, fasting doesn't move God. How many know that? Fasting doesn't move God. Fasting moves you. Fasting positions you. It positions you to be where you need to be spiritually. And it's a power, a power duo, prayer and fasting. And what happens if you mess up? You get up. You don't have to post it. You don't have to, you don't have to cry about it. Just get up and start again. Amen? If you're fasting Reese's cup and suddenly you're eating one, just get up and start again. Amen? Get up and start again. Don't give up. Get up. Amen. I'm excited about our 21 days. It's going to be awesome. We're starting tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. We will be right here. We'll have the coffee, the Keurig out there for you. We'll get you pumped up on caffeine so you can come in and pray with us. Amen? It's going to be powerful. But before we go, we got a few things we're going to do. Let's pray together. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for all of us here.